We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. We've got almost the whole team with us tonight. Taylor's here. I'm always announced first because I'm the favorite, and Nick's always announced last because he's the (laughs) anti-favorite. We got Justin. I was hoping you'd go to Nick just to spite Taylor, (laughs) but I'll allow it. And we've got Nick. Uh, anti-favorite's a bit of a stretch, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Nick is like, Nick, maybe Justin can, I don't know if Justin can relate to this yet, because maybe his kids are too young, but Nick is like, his parents had a kid, and the kid was so awesome, they decided, having children's great, let's have a second kid. And then they have a second kid, and then it's Nick. <laughs> oh my <Man>. god. <laughs> this was this was kind of a joking matter and that, now I feel personally attacked. That's savage. Just I'm just kidding, Nick. I'm sure your parents love you. <laughs> I'm sure you're Nick, are you an only child? No. Do you have older oldest. siblings? I've got younger siblings. Oh, one, okay. One see, you were so good. Your parents thought, let's do this again. No, yes. see, he was first, and his parents said, mm, we can do better. Oh, God. <laughs> Just, is that what you did, Justin? Nick roast. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I'm the youngest, so my parents well, stopped no, I'm talking about your children. perfection. You have two kids now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm talking about your children. Yeah, uh, my children are great. They're all my favorite. Both oh, yeah? My, both my favorite. That's a... Equally favorite. It's a good parent answer. You also have a boy gotta, and gotta a girl say that in case they gender. ever grow up and listen to this podcast. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Dig through the vault of the uncontested. I don't know, man. Today, 
Neither of them were my favorite. They were getting on my nerve. A lot of pent up energy. That's a, different, that's a different podcast. This is why I don't have children. I have <laughs> <Yeah>. dogs. <laughs> Taylor feels me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick Even also feels me. Nick doesn't have any days. children that we know of. He got a dog, though. He got he a little did. It's a cute dog, too. It's a super cute dog. I did get a dog. Children are nowhere in my future. Knock I have on wood. kids and dog, so got it all, y'all. You got it all, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Justin just built a house, has two children, a wife, and a dog. Like, you are literally the picture of the American dream, what Justin. The dream? Well, Do you have Jacob, a picket fence, too? Or? No, no picket <laughs> fence. No, pi- no, this is a privacy fence. If oh, you, yeah. This is America. This is I, the 21st century. <laughs> from, from an outsider point of view, you might think Denny is Jacob's kid, the way he talks about him. Mm-hmm. Hey. Does that make... Uh, Jacob, your dad, because Denny is most definitely your brother. Oh my goodness! You that, look that exactly like Denny. Yeah, that, that was my favorite tweet to call me on. <laughs> yeah, that um, that picture of you interviewing Denny was like the Spider Man's pointing at each other meme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start using that now. Oh man! Uh, if was, uh, if it was good. if somehow OKC drafts Denny, you have to get a Denny jersey. You got to go like. Like oh, the dudes that dress in the full uniform. Oh no, wait, wait, wait. Like the James Harden s- and the Clay Thompson dude. And that's you gotta what I was go, about to say, the Clay Thompson dude. Yes. You, you got to get down on like the third row in your full-on Denny get No, up. you have to wear it to a press conference. Oh, my God. <laughs> and interview <laughs> People you have to interview pe- Denny while wearing a Denny jersey and looking like Denny. We're or pe- people, people that even, have never. Even if he doesn't come to the Thunder. <laughs> He'll We're still to come to you. OKC as, a, as an opponent at some point. This is fantastic. Oh or media God, day when so people great. have never seen him in person. Maybe I just try to act like I'm him and, and get interviewed by <laughs> yes. people. All right, hit us hit us with your best Israeli accent right now. Oh, no. I don't this even know. Be bad. I don't even know. Oh, how I'm going to defer to Justin on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not, how I'm much not Jewish like information do you know? Not a lot. <laughs> Next to none. We, we got some time to do some homework. It'll be fine. Uh, oh, man. This will be a team Goodness. Effort. We'll coach No, but up. really, though, you got to get down on the third row, and you'll become a meme, like right alongside the, the fake Clay Thompson and the fake, fake James Clay Harden. Thompson Just be sure to, to have a sign that says, subscribe to the at the <laughs> underscore uncontested. <laughs> yes, he is. The I mean, fat Clay Thompson is my favorite thing ever. It's I love so that good. guy. Yeah, I need to grow about ten inches. No, that's why it's perfect. Uh, right, you're like that short Denny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, let's get into podcast stuff, guys. <laughs> um, we will talk about the NBA Finals, which is now uh, a two-one series. We are going to talk about the coaches around the league and where some of these coaches will end up. But let's start talking about the OKC Thunder coaching search or maybe lack thereof we have not heard much about the oklahoma city and their coaching vacancy shocker so i f- i figured yeah, yeah yeah never saw that coming i figured the uncontested uh would do some investigative work here on the podcast i'm going to ask each of you a question and you are going to give me an answer and we're going to narrow down these candidates for the thunder all right let's start with taylor the Taylor, favorite. I want you to. I want you to tell me, <laughs> will OKC's new coach be in their thirties? So basically, thirty nine or younger. Uh, so this is. I mean, maybe this is a little bit of a biased answer, also because I that's that's what I would prefer. But I am going to go ahead and say yes. Um, 
And I think when you kind of look at some of the candidates that, you know, we haven't heard much. Brian Windhurst came out with some quote unquote candidates that he's apparently heard, but knowing, I mean, that was on the jump for starters, um, a show very similar to many others um, that are, you know, just kind of for ratings. So he could just be doing what we're doing on the podcast right now and just throwing out names that make sense, right? Um, so I, you know, kind of take that with a grain of salt, but talked about Will Hardy, um, you know, kind of a, a pop protege um, in his 30s who would fit this role perfectly. Um, and I really would like that because I think Again, we've talked a lot about this over the past couple of weeks, but OKC and Presley looking for a young coach who can grow with a group of young guys um, to lead them to a championship and kind of find your Brad Stevens or your um, your your Coach Bud or your maybe even Quinn Snyder. Um, and I think that there's a good chance, especially with the lack of information that's been available and some of these big names going off the market so quickly, obviously OKC is not looking at those bigger names are, you know, the Ty Lue's or the uh, D'Antoni's, etc., which doesn't make sense. I think all that to say that they're looking for somebody like a Will Hardy, or they're looking for somebody um, like a young college coach who's in his 30s right now that we just will have no idea about <laughs> until it's announced. So I'm going with yes. The odds are stacked against you, I believe... Ryan Saunders is the only coach. I think there's a lot of coaches like oh, right yeah, at 40, fair. 41, 42. That would be very, very Saunders rare class and against the grain. Fair. I was thinking about this the other day. Let's say Will Hardy was the hire and you can't trade Chris Paul. Chris Paul is three years older than Will Hardy. <laughs> That's wild. That is wild. That's a little awkward. Okay, so, so far the uncontested is predicting that the OKC Thunder's next coach will be in his 30s or her 30s. So, Nick, I'm coming to you for the next one. The next Thunder coach will be a male. This is another one that, you know, kind of like the 30s question, it wouldn't shock me. It's just a very small pool of of people that you can pick from. It it wouldn't shock me at all, and I don't think it'd be a bad move to hire a female. It's just there's there's only a handful out there that I think are are open or qualified for a job, gender aside. So I'm going to say no just because of the – the small pool of, of potential, um, I guess you can call them applicants. You heard okay. it here first. Nick's a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the roast Nick podcast. Oh, oh my God. Nick's going to quit the podcast. <laughs> so no, Nick, I, technically I was your, thinking your answer was yes. The new, I said the new coach will be a male. Um, so you're saying yes, it will be just because of the small pool of candidates that will be available that are female. Is that correct? correct? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I like that. Um, obviously, would be very indifferent either way and I think like everybody talks about Becky and I think she'd be a fantastic coach as well but uh, Jake you brought up good points in the past regarding this very issue you know like Becky might be wanting to win now compared to a rebuilding team um, so yeah just because she's gonna be the first one she'll, she'll be the first female head coach and if you come in and you lose a bunch it doesn't matter if that was the design of the team people are going to say it's because a woman can't coach in, in professional male sports. Right. I mean, th- think of the field day Jim Traber will have with that. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say this. How has as, he not got as, COVID yet? <laughs> that you know of. That's, That's fair. Um, he, I'll dude, say this he's is, in all the risk categories, though. He's old, he's fat, he's a dickhead. <laughs> he's had heart attacks. I'll say this as, we'll a, as a counterpoint, though. I do think that a situation like OKC where there isn't pressure to win could be appealing i understand what you're saying and i think it makes sense but at the same time if you're becky hammond do you want to go to a team that 
is expected to win right from the get go, just because of the pressure, like for any coach, is that the situation that you want to get your first coaching job? Like Billy right. Donovan was kind of thrown into that situation. Like the Clippers. Like, Hi, there. welcome to the NBA. Please don't screw it up so Kevin Durant leaves. And like that's that's we'll a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> we saw that how that went. went. Right. No, uh, I think that's that is a great counterpoint. Um, but according to Nick, now Nick and Taylor, the next Thunder coach will be a male in his thirties. Justin, will the next coach? Is he currently working in the NBA slash G League, or his is he in college or elsewhere? Maybe overseas. I don't think they're going to hire a high school coach. But um, is, is the current thirty-year-old male, thirty in his thirties, male that the Thunder will hire? Is he currently working with the National Basketball Association or the G League affiliate? I was going to say, in your thirties is very different than thirty-year-old male. Um, I'm a thirty-year thirty-year-old male. Yeah, I was and- about to say, depending on how you answer this question, I am still a candidate. Yeah, that's right. Um, so thirty, I'm a male. I'm going to go ahead and rule you out. Um, I do think I do think the coach is currently in the NBA system somewhere, whether that be NBA or G League or something like that. I would be surprised to see Presti go to the college ranks again, partly because I'm just not sure. Like Billy Donovan was a guy that was a great college coach. He'd shown NBA interest before. It made a lot of sense. I don't know that there's that guy in college basketball right now that somebody that like is looking to jump to the NBA. I just I don't know if that guy exists and I don't know that Presty would go to that well again. I think it's probably more likely that it's an assistant or somebody like that. Uh, maybe somebody that's coaching a G League team like you mentioned, but probably more closely tied to the NBA. I would probably agree with you. It was Nick Nurse the G League coach when he got hired for the Raptors job? I believe so, yeah. I think that's right. Well, but he got hired. Didn't he get hired as an assistant, though, and then moved Yeah, he was an assistant. Okay, so he was G League, then assistant, Yeah. then head. Kind of like uh, Dagnall for the Thunder. Yeah, Yeah, true. If he were to get hired, uh, get the job, that would be kind of the same progression as, as Nick Nurse. Yep. So, all right, interesting. Well, Taylor, we are back to you then. We back. Um, so we now have that the next Thunder coach will be a male in their 30s who is currently working somewhere in the league. This one gets a little more specific. Will they have any San Antonio Spurs ties? Because we've seen a this lot of Thunder people. Um, uh, I was just looking it up. Brian Keith, uh, who is on the Thunder staff. Um, obviously, Sam Presti. A lot of people Sam has brought in have all been from that Spurs tree. Right. Will this next coach fit that mold? I'm just, uh, the, the way I, I view this question is like San Antonio Spurs or the field. And the field just has kind of like a Nick's, Nick's question, you know, will the coach be a male or a female? Well, you look at the possibilities there, you know, is a female or the field, you're probably taking the males because of the probability. I'm going the same direction here with this. I'm, I'm going to take the field. Um, but to give you like maybe some more reasoning outside of just well, there's more opportunities outside of the San Antonio Spurs organization uh, from like a betting standpoint if you're doing it over or under. But I, I I just kind of feel like especially if you take like the Billy Donovan hire into consideration, I feel like Brett Presti's just going to pull out a wild card, um, somebody that he's been following in the NCAA for a long time, um, or somebody else in the NBA that he's had his eye on that nobody else has, but. Um, I just kind of get that feeling with this hire, and I think that's okay for this hire as well, so long as he meets the, or he or she makes the, uh, meets the criteria that we've discussed uh, here and also in previous podcasts. So 
I'm going to say they will not have San Antonio's ties. Although, like, I love Will Hardy. I love Becky Hammond. Um, Give me I Tim would not Duncan. be upset. Do what? Give me Tim hmm. Duncan. Okay, Tim and Tim. I mean, tch, but Tim doesn't. Like, fight. Is, is Tim still in his thirties? No, think he, he is. retired at forty. Low forties, right? Yeah. But but Jacob, give me Dirk. <laughs> oh my oh dear, Coach. Yeah, Coach that, Dirk. That reeks so much of Coach K is at Charleston's in downtown OKC. <laughs> oh my gosh! All, All right, right. Donovan's looking for another horse farm. I'm honestly surprised that Dean Blevins hasn't like had a full on story with that one. He has me blocked, so I don't know what he says. <laughs> Probably for the best. Oh, yeah. dear. I think I called him. No, I'm not going to say it on on the <laughs> podcast. Never mind. I won't. I won't repeat those words here. Um, Nick, you get the last one. So the new Thunder coach is going to be in their 30s, a male currently working in the league, but not have ties to the Spurs. Last one. Will they make the hire before the November Ooh, 18th NBA tough. draft? Yes, I think that for the Thunder, that is an intriguing carrot to dangle, whether that's actually using pick 25 or moving up or trading that pick with a player on draft night. I think it's an interesting carrot to dangle like, hey, you can come coach our team and help in the decision making process on the direction this team goes starting on draft night. Fascinating. So I'm going to throw so that way everyone can get two answers on this. Nick is saying that this coach will be um, announced and, and hired before the draft. Justin, I'm going to give you this last one. Within, I think it's been the last week, week and a half maybe, the Thunder made an announcement that they have promoted uh, a handful of people within the organization, um, They, including assistant GM, I think. Uh, since their their current GM has left and gone, to, or their current assistant left and got the head GM position up in Detroit. Why am I forgetting his name right now? Weaver, Troy Weaver. Yes, Troy Weaver left Sorry, to go to Detroit, and so um, the Thunder have made a handful of uh, promotions within the program. So Justin, kind of like with the San Antonio Spurs ties, one is the next Thunder head coach going to be somebody promoted from within the organization? No. Because I think it would have been a part of those other internal promotions when they were announced. Um, and I don't think it, it it's not going to be anybody that just got promoted. I don't I don't think that they would do that. I could be completely wrong, of course. Um, but I think that it's probably more likely that it's somebody else. I'm actually not aligned with Taylor. I would not be surprised at all to see it have a Spurs tie, mostly because I feel like NBA coaching circles is kind of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like <laughs> everybody has a Spurs tie to some degree. That's fair. That's um, true. Especially people like within Presti circles. But uh, no, I don't think it'll be from within. Okay. Touche. So for our listeners who are trying to keep up with this, we are predicting that the next Thunder head coach will be a male in their 30s who is currently working in the NBA or the G League, although they will not have spurs ties they are not on the current thunder coaching staff and they will be hired before november 18th which gives presti about a month and a week or so uh to to get that hire made so i can't wait until we're totally wrong they're gonna hire like a 60 year old woman uh who's coaching like (laughs) division three division yeah overseas or division three women's basketball uh on christmas day 
it's going to be, yeah. I love it. Way Sold. Impressive. Way out trust. left field. Well, we talked about, is that coach going to be hired before the draft? So let's dive into the 2020 draft just a little bit. We'll do a lot of draft coverage here on the podcast over the next month and a half as we lead up to the 2020 NBA draft. But I wanted to get your guys' initial thoughts on a few things. Um, just kind of your general thoughts on what OKC is going to do. Do you think they're going to just trade up, stay put? Um, anything wild happening on draft night? Kind of what are your your early kind of hot take predictions that you think are going to happen? I think that I'll give you a really specific one. I think that Dennis Schroeder, now we talked about this before, Ooh. is traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves for pick. I think they have 17 um at which point the thunder will package 17 and 25 to move either just outside of the lottery or pick 13 ish Ooh, i like, I like that. that i think it'd be a great uh, idea. james james johnson i think gets you there on the money exactly right hmm. don't hate it i uh that kind of makes a little bit of sense for a Minnesota team who wants to win now, bringing in either pick number one or trading that for an established vet, and then swapping 17 for Schroeder, who is a vet, making that push for the playoffs. That that adds up. I can see it. Yeah. I like that. Taylor, what are, what are your initial uh, kind of lukewarm to hot takes, uh, your predictions for the Thunder in the draft? So mine's more lukewarm. <laughs> lukewarm. Uh, warm, <laughs> just because I can't talk. A lukewarm. Lukewarm. Uh just that sounds like something, something a redneck specific. would say. It's lukewarm. <laughs> lukewarm. It's lukewarm. <laughs> Just because. I like my pizza lukewarm. <laughs> lukewarm sounds like a great European prospect. <laughs> lukewarm. It's pronounced verm. 6'11", long and lanky. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I I think they are going to trade up. I don't have something like as specific as Nick, um, but I, I definitely think they could find a way where they could get an additional pick in the first round of this draft, whether that involves a Chris Paul trade or one of these other players like Dennis or maybe even Steven. Who knows? Find a way to go get eight from New York. I keep Ooh. saying it. There you go. Taylor, or sorry, Taylor just went. Justin, what do you got? I think it's probable that they'll move up, and the reason is I feel like there's – going to be a number of teams looking to move back. And I think that the Thunder will probably be able to move up with like less, um, having to give up less than in other draft years, just because we keep hearing about this draft not being super great. We keep hearing about some of the top teams being unsure. I think that uh, lack of, you know, strong, top tier players is going to have some some teams looking to move back in the draft and so there could be a scenario where the thunder are able to move up without having to give up a ton but at the same time they do have a ton that they can give up like you guys have both mentioned they can trade some players away and move up in the draft they could trade some future picks away if there is somebody that they're really excited about i think it's it's just it feels likely that they could move up um, but at the same time, you know, maybe there's somebody on Presti's radar that's kind of a sleeper, like a Darius Baisley or something like that, where probably nobody else is, is taking him. And so you can sit and stay put where you are and you can snag him. 
True. I mean, this this draft gives me very 2013 draft vibes. 100. Mm-hmm. So it's so a draft similar. where the Thunder tried very aggressively to trade up, uh, was not able to do so. Uh, a draft that was seen as a very weak draft class, especially at the top. But we saw lots of very qu- high quality players get taken. Uh, Victor Oladipo, C.J. McCollum, Stephen Adams. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Dennis Schroeder was in that draft. And the Thunder loved this draft, by the way. They absolutely loved <laughs> they this draft. They got some of those players afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, very right. much. The Thunder have had Oladipo on their team, Nerlens Noel, um, Trey Burke, right? They had they had Burke at training camp, I think. Um, yep. They were interested in Michael Carter-Williams one offseason. Uh, obviously, Steven Adams, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I feel like there's more on this list that they've had. Uh, obviously, Andre Robertson, um, Mike Muscala is in this draft. The Thunder love the hell out of this draft. I can see a lot of uh, similarities there, and I think we might see that again this year. So everyone here kind of thinks there's a good chance the Thunder trades up. Who are some targets? Like, let's say maybe some surefire, like two surefire top 10 guys you like, and then maybe a couple of guys that are going to fall outside of the top 10 but not be there at 25 that you like for the Thunder? I'll let you guys – I feel like our top 10 is probably going to be pretty um, pretty much the same. Um, and I'll let you guys kind of talk on those. But I do have two guys that are outside that I think could fall either um, outside – like right outside of the lottery, especially one of these who seems to have some his, – uh, his stock is rising pretty quickly. And then also – a another player who could be there even if the Thunder decide not to trade up. Um, And those two players are one, Tyrell Terry, who I've been pretty high on ever since March when Nick uh, learned from a source that Pressy had already been showing some interest in him. And the other one's Jaden McDaniels. And so with Tyrell Terry, just, you know, an incredibly high IQ player, both on and off for Jacob, you mentioned to me when we were talking last week that apparently Tyrell, you'd read that uh, he's like breaking teams IQ test. And I was like, he's a Stanford kid. I mean, he's going to be incredibly smart and sharp. Um, and, and you just listen to him talk in, in his interviews and like his one-on-one with ESPN and so many other situations where he just, you can tell he has high IQ, but I think there's a lot of promising things as well. You know, one big knock on him coming into the draft was like, he's good. He can shoot the heck out of the ball. Um, but he's, he's small, but apparently he's put on 20 pounds since the season, since the NCAA season muscle watch time and has grown like two (laughs) inches, two or three inches, six foot three with shoes, six, three and a fourth, according to our own, uh, Jonathan Wasserman of blue wire. So I think there's lots to be excited about there. Just again, his high IQ, his ability to shoot, um, and handle the ball and pairing somebody with that versatility next to Shea, I think could be perfect for this team. Kind of like the guy that we've been talking about. You know, I think they both could handle point guard duties while also both being able to play off the ball. Um, he needs to work on his defense still, but I think that can come along as we've seen with Shea over the past couple of seasons. It's coming along. So it may not be the most <laughs> the, the best defensive uh, backcourt in the NBA, but uh, it can get there. So I'm really high on Tyrell Terry. I like him a lot. And then Jay McDaniels, I've been watching a lot of film on him and doing a little more a little more research uh he obviously doesn't have the highest motor, um, but he has the right mindset. He was saying the right things, which is, again, easy to do. I understand that unless you're out there on the court. Uh, but a good situation for him, like the Thunder, where he can grow and develop, um, I think it'd just be huge for him and to spark his career. Because you see flashes every once in a while. It just reminds you of a couple of different players. I, I love the Jonathan Isaac comparison. 
you can see some of those Kevin Durant like moves. Um, and there was somebody else as well that I really liked the comparison to, and I can't remember it now. But I mean, if you could get like a Jonathan Isaac type player to pair with Shea, but with a little more skill and opportunity, I just I think that's super exciting. I think McDaniel's because of his attitude is a guy who maybe could s- still be around there. You wouldn't have to move up for depending on how his 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 stock rises during the combine. So those are my two guys outside of the top ten. I would say my two guys in the top 10, I don't won't spend too much time on these guys just because it's less likely the Thunder jump that high. Um, Denny, I'm high on. Not near as high as Jacob just because Jacob treats him like his own son. But <laughs> I'm Snoop Dogg level high. As, as, <laughs> as a basketball player, I think Denny's going to be awesome. And then James Wiseman, I know there's the whole conversation about do you take a center very high in the draft? I think he will slip a little bit and we'll look back and say, um, you know, maybe he's not the number one guy on a championship team, but we're going to say, holy crap, I can't believe this team, this team, and this team passed on him for this guy. So those are my like that. Oh, two great. guys in the top 10. Outside of the top 10, um, I think we've all been pretty high on Jaden, so I'll, I'll mix it up here. RJ Hampton's another guy that I really, really like. See, Nick, um, I was going to say RJ Hampton as well. Uh, Sam Vecini has RJ at like number eight on his big board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. And um, from what I've seen around town, just not sources or anything, but just a lot of mock drafts and um, from this local beat guys, it sounds like at number 15, Orlando's really, really high on him. So doubtful he gets that far, but the Thunder could trade up and get him just outside of the lottery, perhaps. And then the other guy that I don't think is getting much talk at all, uh, Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky. His three-point shooting numbers were not great in college, um, although he's got an awesome shot. I think with how young he is, he's he's not even 20 yet. He, he turns 20, uh, I think, next month. I think he's a guy that, although you would never take him in the lottery just because his ceiling is probably a really, really good athletic shooter. I think in the 20s, why not take a guy like that that could be yeah. your knockdown type guy? I, I like him a lot. Definitely. I, hmm. I have a hot take ready for you guys for the draft. Are you, are yes, you ready please. for this? Ready. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys seen the RJ Hampton shooting video that Mike Miller posted? Mm-hmm. Which Changed is why shot. after that's kind of when um, – when Bassini shot him up his draft. Yeah, board. where his his form is so much better, his base is better, um, where he's releasing the ball from. Just he's he's worked really, really, really hard with one of the best shooting coaches out there to really revamp his shot. Everything else, he's kind of got the defense, the athleticism, the quick twitch. He reminds me a lot. This is gonna be a really hot take. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of pre-draft process climbing the standings climbing climbing the big boards as donovan mitchell hmm. donovan mitchell was donovan mitchell was projected um in the low 20s high 20 like 20 through 24 and then he went to the combine and they found out his arms were a million miles long <laughs> um they saw that he had reworked his jump shot the athleticism was there the competitiveness was there and he ended up climbing like 10 to 12 spots in the draft uh, and going from a guy that everyone had him projected in the, the early to mid twenties up into the, the mid to late lottery and look how well he turned out. I like that one. That's I, a, I that's see solid. a similar style of play, similar, similar build um, and, and similar trajectory as far as how he's progressing in the pre-draft process. 
to RJ Hampton. Hmm. I've got an interesting take for you here. Um, not not Donovan Mitchell, but two other guys that were interesting to hear from or to, to hear him talk about. So I was in RJ Hampton's Zoom availability uh, last week, and he was asked, you know, who do you model your game after? Who are guys that uh, you think your game is similar to? He said Zach Levine and Jamal Murray. What are your thoughts on that, Jacob? So he's saying like a like a microwave score kind of type. Yeah. Yeah, huh. um, I can kind of see the Jamal Murray a little bit as a lead guard. I don't think, uh, I mean, and maybe Zach as far as the athleticism. Yeah. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. So that that that's interesting. Um, so I yeah I like that. Um, if the Thunder could trade up to uh, 14, 13, 12 and get RJ, I would be very very happy. Um, I I just love the idea of pairing another lengthy. Um, combo guard. Rumble likes that idea too. Yeah, Brody is not happy. <laughs> I like pairing. I like the idea of pairing another uh, lanky combo guard with Shea in the backcourt. Uh, that's ideal to me. Have two guys back there that are six five, six six, with long arms who can both initiate offense. That's ideal for me. And so I am really, really into the idea of RJ Hampton. I also, after watching Mike Schmidt's video breakdown with Tyrell Terry. The maturity of that kid just screams Sam Presti to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I say that Sam Presti also drafted Mitch McGarry. Mm. So. <laughs> Fair, but um, but yeah. So Justin, do you have any guys, or have you even got a chance to look into much of this? Not as much as you guys. Uh, I'm going to add the uh, less serious commentary. R.J. Hampton gives us an opportunity to maintain our New Zealand following after um, Stephen Adams inevitably gets traded. Very so I like point. that. Um, Jaden McDaniels gives me strong Matisse Thibel vibes and not just cause they both went to Washington, but in that, I think they make too much sense for the thunder and they won't end up with them. It's like the guy that everywhere you look, they're projecting Jaden McDaniels to go to the thunder, which I feel like all but guarantees Jaden McDaniels will not go to the thunder. Fair. Um, in the lottery, I'm with you guys, uh, as far as who's at the top so we don't need to dive into that we know we know we love denny this is a pro denny pod uh, i'd love for nick to get closer to his brother so that would be a win <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to um but down in the 20s the only other guy that i was going to potentially mention was nico Mannion. oh Mannion. god don't say that name on this podcast please. i know but here's the thing i hate that justin <laughs> <laughs> Um, he doesn't have the Presty wingspan, which I think is probably his biggest weakness. Um, his, his arms are shorter than his height, which we know, uh, is a Shout instant Tyler swipe left. Tyler hero. <laughs> so now that we've seen Tyler year. hero succeed in the finals, uh, that basically paves the way, uh, Tyler, Tyler hero ran Except so Tyler Nico Manion can fly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one name that I just feel like is very, very Presty ish that I would not be surprised at all if he is incredibly high on Presti's board, uh, but the Thunder just aren't going to have a chance to go get him, is Killian Hayes. I think oh, yeah. Killian's going to go top five, but Did Killian's see- game, his age, uh, the way he plays, Length, everything about him. Yep. Kevin O'Connor had, had Killian Hayes number one. Yeah, he's yeah, a top prospect. Board. And I don't know if he's wrong. Whew. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. Killian Hayes is drawing a lot of like Manu Ginobili. Uh, That's who. James he compared Harden him to, to D'Lo and Manu. 
Yeah, I mean, wild. The, the the kid, he can make every single pass. He's nineteen. Um, he he just he screams Sam Presti to me. While we're on the topic of of top picks, I would love to just get this documented so that we can come back to it later. Mm-hmm. I want to hear each of the three of you. It doesn't have to be a long answer or reasoning. Lamelo Ball is he it or is he not? It as in he'll get drafted higher. It as in he'll pan out. He'll pan out. Um. Like, I I'm, think, I'm talking. I'm talking like he he gets drafted top five and and ends up being a guy that we're like, yeah, he definitely deserved to be top five. He's an all star type guy, etc. I'm biased. I'm gonna say no. The the whole thing that like remember that that ESPN article that came out about him in the first line was I don't watch film. <laughs> yeah, and then like Not his jump guy. shot is super fucking broke. And he like has said that he is not going to change the way he shoots the ball. He is very much his father's child. And even though all the talent is there, I don't think, I think he's going to be one of these guys that maybe he gets there. I I think he might be like his brother, his older brother in the sense that he's super hyped. He's going to get in the league and just the deficiencies are going to absolutely kill him. And I think it's going to take him a lot longer to mature and to be willing to work on those things and take it seriously than Lonzo did. I still think Lonzo's a really good player. So, Jacob, you'd rather have, if, if the Thunder today could have Lonzo or LaMelo and, and for, for nothing in return, no trade, no move up in the draft, you could just have one of those two guys, you're still saying Lonzo? Man, it's so hard because I feel like Lamelo's ceiling is so much higher, but his floor is significantly lower. His um, visions, I mean, it might even I would, be I, better than I, his If brothers. that was the case, you can either have Lonzo or Lamelo. Um, I'll take Lamelo and just take a, a, a swing for the fences that we it, it just hits and everything's great. But if it's like Lamelo or Killian Hayes, uh, Lamelo or Onyeka Okongwu, uh, Lamelo or Denny, I'm taking any of those others over Lamelo. This may be a hot take, but when I see Lamelo Ball, I think J.R. Smith. In that, Jr. <laughs> in that, like the talent's there. Jr.'s all, always had the talent. He's always been a skilled player coming coming into the league. He was highly skilled. It was everything Jacob hit on. It was the work ethic. It was the focus. It was the determination that was never there. Like I'll I'll never forget going to OKC Hornets games back in the day. And after halftime, watching J.R. Smith do the cha-cha slide at half court while everybody else gets shots up. (laughs) And then he comes out and just starts chucking. The The question is, is how many times has LaMelo asked somebody if they want the pipe? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I just – I'm with you, Jacob. I worry about the the focus and the determination versus just – there's a little bit of the syndrome of like, I'm talented and that's good enough. And I don't think it's good enough. No, I'm with you. Um, likewise, I'll make another comp. I think Anthony Edwards is Dion waiters. I, I've seen you say that, that that's, that's not too far off. I don't Dion was pretty wrong. highly. Number uh, three overall pick. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't get out of his own way. Made really, really poor on court basketball decisions. And then ate edibles on a plane. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. It's the worst, worst sequel to Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> That's not something to say. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's stay on the topic of the draft, guys. I want to look back to last year's draft. We did this, I think it was Justin, Nick, and I did this a couple weeks ago with Shay, where we looked at the people taken in the, dra- in the, in the lottery 
And we, we said, would you rather have that guy or Shea Gilgis-Alexander? I want to do this again, but for the 2019 draft and with the two rookies the Thunder got, uh, both Darius Baisley and Lou Dort. Um, we'll, and, in order to, to preserve time, we'll do this kind of as a group. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of no-brainers that we'll just move on from. Uh, so I'll throw out a name. You guys tell me I'd rather have that player or no, I'd rather have um, Baisley or I'd rather have Dort or I'd take both of them over that guy. Basically, we're ranking them uh, as one, two, three. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Zion, can we just skip that? Skip. Skip. Can we skip Jaw? Yep. Give me Dort. <laughs> um, this one, we probably skip it. RJ Barrett? Skip. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to skip that. Sound DeAndre, like, DeAndre you sound Hunter? like Shannon Sharp. Skip. 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 <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, we're skipping that one too. Um, the, the DeAndre Hunter one? Yep. Yeah. Darius Garland? Skip. Skip. I <laughs> just got Shannon Sharp in my <laughs> We need a sounder. Skip. I, I was looking to see if I had it. It's somewhere. I just don't have it right now. That's awesome. Uh, Jarrett Culver. Hmm. Ah, now that you're talking. That, yeah, that's interesting. Are uh, you taking both the Thunder rookies over Jarrett Culver? I'm taking Dort over him, not Baisley. That's what I was gonna say. Not Same. quite Baisley yet. Okay, so I think Culver might could potentially be Baisley, but a little better and a little more versatile. But that's kind of a long shot. So we're going Dort, Culver, Baisley. Yes. Yep. I think yep. that's yeah. okay. Kobe White. Ooh. Taking him over both Thunder guys. He's, yeah, he's kind of so speaking of a Jamal Murray like player. Uh, just yeah. in the sense that he can be a microwave scorer at any point. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you have to take Kobe over those two. Okay, pick number eight, J- uh, Jackson Hayes. I'm taking both Thunder guys over Jackson. Agreed. Yep. Both Thunder guys over Jackson. Okay, I agree with that. Nice. Hayes I like it. Third. Okay, uh, let's go number nine, Rui Hachimura. I like Rui. I'm taking him over both. I'm taking him over both as well. He sells a lot of potential. He needs to stay healthy. Does it make any difference to you that Rui's 23? Nope. Okay. Cam Reddish. That's interesting. Hmm. I take Dort over him for sure. You could probably talk me into Baisley over him. I think I'm taking... Reddish still has a lot of opportunity. I'm taking Reddish over both. I think this one's very close. Yeah. Hmm. I think I, yeah, I can't decide. I think I might, this is going to sound weird. I might take Baisley over Reddish, but not Dort. I think I'm with you, Justin. Huh. Like, it's so hard with Baisley because of his potential. And I think that's what I'm struggling with, with Reddish in particular. Is like, Dort has shown us impeccable defense. But, like, where's his ceiling? I have no idea. I feel like... Basley again, it's it's a long term projection, so there's lots of deviation that could happen, but Basley's ceiling compared to Cam Reddish's ceiling, mm, I might lean towards Basley. That's yeah, interesting. I'm, That's fair. I'm with you. Uh Cameron Johnson, who's about to be twenty five. I do like Cam Johnson. He I I just look at him as a shooter. I'm taking uh both Thunder players over him. I think I, there's, I think there's a lot of Cameron Johnsons out there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. totally yeah, that's agreed. Fair. Totally agreed. Um, okay, PJ Washington. Oh, that's tough. I'm Talk taking about a player. Yeah, they're they're fairly similar. I think I'm taking him over Baisley for sure. Just looking at him 
positionally. Um, him and Dort are close. I, I still might take PJ over both of them. Oh man, that's really tough. He's a guy you don't you don't get to watch much because of the team he's on. He's right. he's pretty yeah. dang good. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up because I always have to. Someone's got to score points on that team. That's fair. But someone's got to get rebounds on his that team. three point shooting, like the, the the small things that doesn't matter what team you're on. He's he's shown me some of that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, pick number thirteen. Uh, we can just skip this one. Tyler Hero. <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah. eat my words from from last summer. Uh, Hero I, snarl. I, uh, Romeo Langford. I'm taking both of Romeo. Same. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seku Dumboya. Also taking both, although I think he still has. Potential. He's Dordish. He's very Dordish. He they love Dordish. his so defensive ability. Good point. Yes. Um, I think we we pass on Chuma Okiki because we've never seen him play before in the NBA. Fair. Yep. Uh, let's go to Nikhil Alexander Walker. I'm taking I'm both taking over Nikhil, but I did yep. like Nikhil, and I still I do. like Nikhil a lot. Um, Nikhil's a little bit older too, though. I think he's like twenty. He's older than Shea. That's interesting, huh? Yeah, he's 22. He's older than Shea, I think. Hmm. Uh, Goga Batatsi. Both over him. Yeah. I same. Uh, I think we we all take both over Luka Samanic. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Here's a fun one. Matisse Thibel. Ooh, that is fun. Matisse is almost 24. That's, I was going to say, that's the only knock. Otherwise, I think I'm taking Baisley over him, but if it's like specifically for the Thunder and what they need, I I might lean Baisley because of the age. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Like Baisley, I, um, I like Matisse, I like Tybal. I think Tybal has a very kind of defined ceiling as a player. Um, I think Baisley's st- ceiling is still relatively unknown, uh, and I want to take the, the risk on, I mean, are they how much how much apart are they right now? Right. I mean, That's obviously Tybal's better, but yeah, we'll just wait till we get to the next one. We're having the same conversation. Oh yeah. So so, but on on Tybal, are we taking Basley over Tybal? I like Basley, Tybal, and then Dort. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that. They went both over Dort or sorry, both Baisley, over Tybal, uh, but. Basley and Tybal can go toe to toe in internet content, oh, which is a, gosh, a big yes. plus. Yes, um, the guy Baisley was traded for, Brandon Clark. <sighs> That's Brandon Clark over both. Yeah. I think so I too. Say. Jacob's not gonna like that. No, I get it. I, I mean, it's. <laughs> I totally understand it. My my big thing that I'll keep harping on is we have Age. to wait and see on this one. Brandon Clark is four years older mm-hmm. than Darius Baisley. Right. I think that's a totally fair caveat. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, so. that's a good point. But evaluating on what we know, it's Brandon Clark over both. Yeah, um, Grant Williams. I'm taking hmm. both over Grant, although he does he has shown versatility. He's been able to contribute at times throughout the bubble uh, for the Celtics, where he was, I guess, before they were eliminated. But I'm still going with both over Grant Williams. I think I agree with that. I like his potential still, um, but it's it, yeah, it's kind of a wait and see. But I I think I'd stick with what we've seen from Baisley and Dort. I'm with you guys. I agree. Um, I think this run of next players, we're taking both the Thunder guys over. Ty Jerome, yes, taking yep. Thunder. Yep. 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 Nasir Little. Yep. Dylan Windler. Yep. Mifondu Cabangale. Yep. Jordan Poole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's closer, but yeah. Kildon Johnson. Yep. 
Uh, Nick's gonna have something to say on this last one. Kevin Porter waiting. Jr. Oh. Yep, I was I was actually so ready to talk about this one. Um, <laughs> I knew you were. Uh, he just uh, and he is not the, even twenty one yet. He won't be twenty one until May fourth. He's crazy. the guy that you could say everyone's got a score on the Cavs, but like he he is the twenty nineteen version of um, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Brandon the guy Ingram? that I was gonna say Brandon Ingram. No, 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 no. The oh Jaden McDaniels just oh, yeah. so yeah, much, yeah, yeah. so much talent, and probably sorry. was a lottery pick if he didn't have issues with his college coach and almost getting get kicked off the team and the off the court stuff. Like he's he's a lottery talent. Um, I think if he can keep his head on straight, similar to McDaniels, if he can just not be a an idiot and and actually want to play basketball and and be great, I think he's got a really good chance. Yeah, no, he's been a, a very good for. The Cavaliers, especially at pick number thirty, you can't you can't ask for much more than that for the Cavs. Um, all right, awesome. So this one not as weighted uh, in comparison to the Shea Gilgis Alexander one we did the other other day where we had Shea like number four. But I think if we do this activity again in twelve months, uh, I think our answers probably change as we get more evidence from these players. For sure. Right. Yep. As time goes on, they become more more easy to compare and evaluate. True. So, uh, well, let's move on and talk about some league-wide stuff. Before we do that, though, we want to take a quick moment and tell our listeners about our sponsors for the week. You've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door, and ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, and many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, not DoorDash, DoorDash, and select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win the season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of the, all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap this podcast up by taking a trip around the association. I don't even know where you're sitting at.
All right. First up, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, finals is now 2-1. Miami wins in a game where Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic still are not able to play. How much does this shift the series for you guys, knowing that there is a chance Bam and Goran are back for game four? Well, according to Jimmy, and I quote, they're in trouble talking about the Lakers. Cue up, cue up dead shout, by shout out Migos. Migos. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I I think that's the biggest thing that this game did is this group of guys led by Jimmy, 40-point triple-double in the finals. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Uh, talking about a story and, and Jimmy leading this Heat team, it's pretty awesome. But all how the third, our, third player ever. are 76ers fans right now? You're right. <laughs> fair, fair. Dude. Especially Joel Embiid tweeting inspiring inspiring (laughs) (laughs) if only joel could ever be inspired you know but uh anyways this this gave the heat a chance to get those guys back i'm a little concerned still about those injuries because they aren't going to it's not like okay they're clear to play they're 100 like these injuries never happened um it's going to be playing through pain exactly and that still worries me especially when you're pissing off lebron now um i'm still not super confident but it makes it way more entertaining, that's for sure. And what Jimmy yep. did today is just pretty incredible. And uh, it's going to be hard for him to replicate that as well, which is another reason for concern. But, man, hopefully they can get one of those guys back and they're close to 100%. Hey, for me, it's just another game of basketball before it goes away. Fair. That's exactly. right. Exactly. I am going to stick with the prediction I made on, uh, was it last week's pod, where I said Lakers in five. I think uh, – I'm yeah, Lakers in five, but I do think, like you said, it's going to be more, makes it more fun, makes it more enjoyable. Glad the Heat uh, were able to get one, especially without those guys. Um, but I, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they have enough to to make this actually a series. But I think, like Taylor said, it's more fun this way. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. All right. Um, other news around the league: Doc Rivers. Let go from the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, basically, 24 hours later, is the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Any thoughts on the hire? That was so quick. I mean, that was a quick turnaround. We, we were hearing, yeah, <laughs> we were hearing. Uh, you know, D'Antoni pretty much has it locked up. It's only a matter of time. And then Rivers kind of threw a huge wrinkle, or the Clippers threw a huge wrinkle in that when uh, Rivers was let go. I kind of like it. I, I kind of think that that might be a good player to help manage those egos of Joel and uh, and Ben and kind of finding a way to make those two work together. But at the same time, like there's a lot of Sixers fans who are not very excited about it. Um, they don't feel super optimistic just because you know they feel like they have a team that should be competing for the finals every or at least a final spot every single season. And Doc is a coach who has underperformed, uh, including this this past season. So. I, I get that as well. I just coming from a non Clippers fan, I actually kind of liked it for them, but it does not not a Clippers fan, not a Sixers fan. But there seems to be a lot of Sixers fans, fans, and even media who are not very high on the hire. I'm gonna be honest. I've never been a Doc Rivers fan. That's fair. And I, I if I were a Sixers fan, I don't think I'd be excited. I mean, he yes, he won the title in Boston, but. That was and 12 a, years ago. Right. It's it's, it's a, a big game. but because anybody that wins a title in the NBA, you know, deserves the accolades that go with that. But like what else has he done? Exactly. The the man's blown more 3-1 leads than anyone. 
And at some point, that has to matter. Like the you can't rest, say he hasn't had talent. Exactly, and he he's had some incredible teams that have uh, manufactured those feats. And at, at some point, if I'm looking at the Sixers and I'm thinking we've got this talent, we don't have this talent forever. Is Doc Rivers the guy that I want to put that trust in for a, a championship or bust run? I'm not sure that it is. You know, and I mentioned managing egos on how he might be able to do so with, with Ben and Embiid, but like on that point, he sure as hell wasn't able to do that with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right? Not even if they yeah. were like, obviously had like tension maybe necessarily, but um, I don't know. There's just a common theme with Paul George ever since he left. I was going to say, I'm not sure anyone can apparently manage Paul right. George's ego. And then you have Kawhi but... who just basically doesn't show any emotion and does his own thing and thinks he's too good and he can take it off. But on the flip off. side, I, if I'm a, able to, yeah, manage that. If I'm a Sixers fan, I don't know that I would have been psyched about D'Antoni either. Right. For for somewhat similar reasons. I like, think at least D'Antoni shakes it up a lot. D'Antoni changes things. And you yes, have to shake your, your roster around that, potentially. All I got to say is apparently the Clippers let Doc Rivers go um, and a lot of that decision came down to Steve Ballmer. Yeah, and that if was the Clippers are letting the multi-billionaire richest owner in the league um, start playing GM for them, I'm all in. Oh yeah, burn it that bitch down. Like down. That. Burn it down, baby. Like the questions around the culture and like, I mean, it just it felt very like Microsoft of him. Like very yes. just kind of like big corporate culture of like it's we didn't win a change needs to come now instead uh-huh. of letting things grow organically. Hey, keep it up, buddy, because we have all your damn picks. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> keep it up. I am I am all on board. This Clippers team's going down like Windows Vista. Windows <laughs> Vista. <laughs> all right, so let's finish up talking about coaches. Let's make some predictions because there are a handful of openings left. Uh, Houston, no coach. Indy, no so coach. Tough. Um, the Clippers, no coach, and the Thunder, no coach. Any teams I'm missing there? Yes, it's New Orleans that I'm missing. New Orleans. Yep. New Orleans, no coach. Who ends up in those jobs? Uh, let's start with what I think is probably the easiest one for us all to agree on. Who gets the Clippers job? Ty Lue. I Gotta think it's be. Ty Lue or Bust at this point, right? I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Kawhi and PG probably said that as well to Balmer um, prior to them parting ways with Doc Rivers. Okay, so we have Ty Lue to the Clippers. Um, who's Houston going to bring in? That's also interesting. The Jeff Van Gundy whispers? I, I'd kind of be scared of that if I'm a Rockets fan. But Yeah, do not want I, I right. think Fertitta is too cheap to hire him personally. Oh, that's a good that's, point. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Fertitta is going to make him pay, take a pay decrease from ESPN. Fair. <laughs> Nick, you have any uh, any thoughts or insights into this? I have no clue who could coach the Rockets at this point, especially the way their their team is built. It kind of straps their options. Agreed. Uh, we got to make a prediction though, because this would be really shitty podcasting if we brought this up and then didn't say a name. Um, I would say Alvin Gentry, but sounds like he might be joining Doc in Philadelphia. Yeah. That, it. I'll, like I'll go. That. I'll go. JVG to Houston. Yeah, that's that's the only. I would like I SVG have. in Houston better. Oh, there's. A, <laughs> but I'll go JVG. They're apparently uh, interviewing some like assistant coach, um, current NBA assistant coaches 
which I think could be a good move for them as well. So maybe they'll go around. Oh, like a, I don't like that move does, at all. You're yeah. going to bring in an assistant who's never had a head job to try to manage Russell Westbrook Russ and, and James Harden. Harden. That's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Jeff and call Harden and ask him if he's going to show up to practice. That man's going to be blacked out in the strip club. <laughs> 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 who's Indy going to hire? Chauncey Billups. I kind of I like Chauncey. I like Chauncey. Here. I do too. They've Who said Becky Hammon? I said Becky Hammon. Okay. I like that too. I, I I like them taking that taking that swing. Yep. Looks like uh, Indiana's team might look significantly different come this time next season or hmm. this the beginning of next season. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh. I'll throw one out here. I I love the idea of Dan Tony to New Orleans. I was just about to say Dan Tony. You don't have to worry about the defensive culture. You have Drew Holiday there. He's going to keep that side of the ball in line. Is Lonzo Ball not the perfect oh, yeah. D'Antoni That's point good. guard? That's really good. Mm-hmm. Hit aheads, quick passes. Lonzo has some some Nash esque passes. Could Lonzo Zion be the next Nash Stoudemire? Maybe. Ugh. In their own I way, I like it. I kind of like it. In their own modern way, yeah. I, Zion, I, I like that. could you? He's gonna have to lose some weight because I was he might just about to say. I just got like system. a mental a mental image of Zion like doubled over. On his the, his knees on might not court. hold up a quarter of the way into the season, but but you, you slide Zion to the get him to lose twenty pounds and slide him to the five, yeah. and let D'Antoni run that offense. That's a good team. Drew Holiday Woo! be good with D'Antoni too. Yeah, man, I love those old Suns teams. They were oh, my yeah. go to on NBA Live. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nick, you haven't you haven't said anything on these last two. What do you think? Mm, oh, you, I, did, you did you did say Chauncey. Sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I I do like I do like D'Antoni in New Orleans. Um, I don't see the the next Nash Stoudemire by any means. Nash was a a once in a generation type guy, but yeah, no, I definitely don't think Lonzo is going to be Nash or anywhere close to that. I'm just the the, the passing <laughs> ability is similar. <laughs> I think. No, yeah, no, you're 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 spot on there. All right, last one, the Oklahoma City Thunder. We already know it's going to be a man in his 30s who works for the league but not for the Spurs, and he's going to be hired before November 18th, and he's not on the Thunder coaching staff already. So who is it? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. (laughs) Player coach, baby. Bring it back. The first coach to make $40 million a year. It's perfect. The Will Hardy idea. I know it's super risky, super young. But you've got to take risks, and I don't know. I, I it's the right timing for exactly. a risk. Like yeah. Exactly. Will Hardy, uh, but we said he wasn't. Gonna, it wouldn't be a, a San Antonio Spurs coaching tree. You but, said that, Taylor. Fair. Yeah. You said. I'm it. saying I'm taking the field if if when looking at probabilities. <laughs> Will hey, Hardy's probably assi- my favorite. Who's that lead assistant in Denver that everybody likes? That's interviewed for jobs. Yeah, I think he was interviewing for that Houston job too. Maybe. He's uh he seems like a guy that Presti might go after. I'll have That's to do a good some one too. Into him. I, um, r- r- really good here. I don't even know the dude's name. Brian Keith is also still interesting to me as well, but I'd almost rather go the Hardy route. Just something new. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of with you there. Dave Yeager's still out there, not for the Thunder, but there. I, I think he fits in one of <laughs> these. Openings. Yeah, I think Indy's interviewing him actually. Oh, okay. So. Awesome. Well, guys, with that being said, any parting thoughts before we let our listeners out of here? I'd really like to try some big face coffee. Yes. I'm just going to throw it out there. I need to see what the hype's about. Yeah, it's true. 
True. I'm not a coffee drinker, but F it, I'll try it. (laughs) (laughs) Try anything once. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please go drop a five-star rating wherever you listen to your pods. If you're on the Apple podcast, super easy. Just click the purple podcast app. Go to the uncontested, scroll to the bottom, click five. Don't click one because that's rude. If you have something negative to say, just don't say it. Didn't your mom teach you better than that? With that being said, uh, we will be back with you guys again on Thursday. I think we're going to try to do some Thunder New York Knicks trades this week. So make sure you tune into that. Have a great beginning of your week. Stay healthy. Keep wearing your masks. Enjoy the NBA Finals. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thunder up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.